2: With Conair Bomb, available at conairgirlbomb.com or a
3: retailer near you. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.
4: Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Minnie Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on Season 3 of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.
5: Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull.
6: I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living.
5: Listen to Math and Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glazer
7: podcast.
8: podcast.
3: Here's Nikki. Hello there, welcome to the
9: show. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I'm the problem, it's me. Um, I am in Los Angeles still. Um, Andrew is in St. Louis, Noah is in Arizona. A uh, great little morning here in Santa Monica. It's beautiful outside. Walked to get Starbucks this morning, everything's good. I'm packing, I'm going to Atlanta. For a taping, I get to sleep all day on the plane. That's awesome. I love I love going on a plane all day cross-country. I leave at 2 here. I land at 945 there. The day will be over. Um, <laughs> and in the plane, no one can get you. There's no obligations. There's no, like, urgent, like, you need to do this thing. Like, the world just is on pause when you're in a plane. Even though you can get Wi-Fi, you still... It's the only place besides... Maybe if you go spelunking or on a hike up a, like, or if you're camping, those are the only places, plane, spelunking in a cave, or <laughs> camping are the only times where you have an excuse that your phone is not, if you're not on your maybe phone. Maybe
10: hospital, hospital could maybe no. work. Emergency maybe room. Maybe
9: surgery. Yeah,
10: yeah surgery. if you're getting surgery. Coma. Um,
9: but hospitals have great Wi-Fi, <laughs> but you always, what I'm saying is there's the, those are the only places where you have the benefit of like the Wi-Fi wasn't working because otherwise uh, you, yeah. you can get on a network. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just free. You can never escape it anymore.
10: Is the, Are there a lot of homeless people in Santa Monica? Is it bad? Is it as bad as people say? Like when you go for a walk? No,
9: Santa Monica isn't because it's rich people. So there's, oh. it's like a couple of them. <laughs> There's walls Uh, and stuff. Yeah. Venice, I hear, is... (laughs) No offense to anyone living in Venice. I hear it's... I mean, we didn't... We were about to get an Airbnb there, and I told Chris, I'm like, I think the homeless situation is not good there. And he was like, I don't know about that. And he texts his friend, like, you know, my girlfriend's a little worried about the homeless situation in Venice. She's like, oh, yeah, don't come here. It's bad. They, you know, (laughs) especially when they break up the camps, which they do every so often. Like, it's just... And I feel so bad for these people. They don't have anywhere to go. They don't want to be fucking homeless. They don't want to be on drugs. No. They don't want to, like, it's just, it sucks for everyone involved. And, um, yeah, I was, I was wanting to originally live in West Hollywood and I just was like, I don't want to do that because I was thinking about bringing out Luigi and I just didn't feel safe walking my dog. That's why I got all these weapons. I was just so scared of <laughs> being attacked because you hear about it. But, um, yeah, that, you know, Hollywood's not great. It's not horrible, but um yeah, and the Valley is nice. I mean, there's places that don't have that. But man, when I used to, I used to live in Silver Lake and I moved out in 2018 and I drive over there now and like everywhere near my old apartment, which was in a nice area, like all the underpasses, homeless encampments and like, just tons of tents on the side of the road. Everyone looks like they're camping out for a Harry Styles concert or like a sale at Best... It looks like Black Friday on every... <laughs> um, they're, they're tailgating. Like, it's it's so sad, but I can make fun of it. Yeah, uh, I Well, guess. they don't
10: have to... Well, they get to be off the grid, <laughs> being it even in yeah oh, the way, there's another one anything.
9: add it to it yeah. Added to the list yeah. spelunking <laughs> airplane homeless now that's not even true they all have uh, they all have phones and that is such a shitty thing to be like i'm not giving him a buck he is a phone a phone is an, it's almost like shelter and water now just uh, just because someone has a phone doesn't mean that they have enough money to get clean clothes to go get a job and to uh, you know all these things so don't be one of those so, people yeah, that says not i'm like- not giving he has a phone don't be stupid come on
10: these they're not do on like a, a Verizon. They're not like paying 120 a month. They don't have good Wi-Fi. They probably connect to Wi-Fi outside of Starbucks. Yeah. Like, don't act like they're like, how can they? You know, sometimes you'll see people are like, well, they're shaved. They have a shaved face. Yeah.
9: People love to give any they excuse for why they don't okay. need money. Yeah.
10: Even yeah, my mom yeah, yeah. will be
9: like, "That guy's not really homeless." Like some people do stand out <laughs> with signs and say, "I'm yeah. homeless," and they aren't. And then my mom was like, "I know that motherfucker. That guy goes home. I know where <laughs> he lives." I there was an article <laughs> about him, and I go, "But isn't this humiliating? Like, isn't this a job in and of itself?" I don't. I wouldn't do this. Would you stand on the sidewalk and in in traffic and go up to windows and have a sign? Not that I'm saying that's like we should all give to him, but. It's not not work, that to me is more work than anything I would do, or like sitting on the sidewalk with a sign and begging. That's embarrassing. It's it's shameful to these people. They yeah. get they get spit on. They get told the they're people are mean to homeless people. So before you judge someone of like they're just looking for handouts, do you think they want to be on the fucking sidewalk asking for help? And do you, like, and I'm talking to all of your dads. You know, like everyone's dad is just like this that bum. Like th- I feel like dads just don't have a lot of empathy for the homeless. Like they chose it or something. I know our listeners are smarter than that but it's just I think that there's a lot of like just they, yeah, they that chose guy, that like, or they don't want to work
10: that guy in the morning like instead of putting a suit on he like has to throw some mud on and throw on a yeah. ripped shirt like, it's he like whole he contours outfit, like, all, all over
9: his face <laughs> I get it I've done it he doesn't rub the contour yeah, in easy. you ever see a girl put on contour it's just like <laughs> boop, she looks like, looks like she's putting on war paint he just does that but doesn't rub it in um, and he's off to yeah. work.
10: Yeah, it's a fucking job. You're right. You have to stand outside for fucking 12 hours a day. people say she's using
9: her kids, you know, the women that have kids. Gee, those poor fuck? give that woman money. Even though she might be using her kids. Like, she has kids. Do you think those kids want to be there? Do you think they know the difference between their mom and someone, other mom? Do you think they chose that mom? Do you think they want to be there? Like, think about yeah. them. I know that the mom is shitty, maybe. Like, I, I don't know. People just have so much... And I'm the same way I can judge people so quickly about stuff and not consider like what really brought them to this moment. The other day, Chris and I got into a, I don't want to say fight, an argument, pretty heated. And um, it was so helpful. And I know I've shared this before, but I really, I worked this tool so hard the other day. And by... Tool, I mean Chris. I worked no. Um, I no. I worked this tool. <laughs> he would not like that
10: joke. I'm just kidding, no. baby. It was just a joke.
9: Uh,
10: I think he'd hate that more.
3: <laughs> baby, yeah, he might hate that yeah, more. Just
10: kidding, baby. Just kidding, baby. You kidding? No. Joke.
3: I, I I I thought you were referencing his penis. Oh, I worked that tool. Oh yeah. Well, did that too
9: later on? Thanks, Noah. Part the balls with your nose. Old (laughs) old Nosa over there. Um, (laughs) If you were just joining the podcast, that's a deep ham drip from way back when, uh, when Noah revealed to us that she likes to take her nose and gently push it up against the ball so scrotum, separating the two balls with her nose into yeah, on the bottom, like going up from the bottom. And separating mm-hmm. the sack at the seam with her nose and feeling each <laughs> yeah. ball
3: yeah. gently you know push what? on each, each like nostril. It's like a sinus massage. <laughs> it is. It like, oh my God. It looks exactly like, those like roller a division things?
10: sign. It looks like exactly like a division sign.
9: What do you, like, oh like, yeah.
10: <laughs> like her nose <laughs> is point. the is the line and the, balls carry the ball carry the
9: ball yeah <laughs> all right long
10: division long ball division
9: long ball division but um <laughs> i we did this thing like i was we were both so mad at each other about the misunderstanding about just we were both at a stalemate of like so mad and we've all been there before with our partners of like you're so frustrated you know that you're not getting through your point is not You've already made your point, they get your point, and they don't care about your point. And you feel the same way about them. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing in that moment. I was like, I knew that there was no getting out of it. It like this was either going to like not break us up, but like be a really, really arduous long time fight. And I just didn't have the energy for it. And I also just I just didn't want to. You know, it's just like this is a thing that we've gotten into before. I was like, I don't want to do this again. So I just imagined. I felt my anger at how fucking angry I was at being misunderstood and 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 how I actually understood and not empathized with. I felt so much anger that he wasn't wasn't apologizing. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then I go, oh, my God, he feels the exact same way about me right now. There's no way he doesn't. And then all of a sudden I was like, Nikki, just switch like know that whatever you're feeling he's feeling it towards you he's feeling just as much frustration he's feeling just as backed up against the wall he's feeling just as much resistance and I was able to just go imagine you are in the wrong for just a second even though you know you're not because you're both we were both in the right in our own way I was just like just imagine how much he hates you right now not hates me but like the anger that he feels towards me right now know that he has it and feel sad like feel like Try to get him out of that, you know, like do what he, what you want him to do for you right now, do for him. Apologize. Just do, even though if you don't think you're wrong, like try to find it was just helpful to go. Because one time I remember my sister and I were fighting as kids, and I used to hate my sister. Like the hatred I would have for her in some moments was so (laughs) raw and hot and real. Like, and if you have a sibling, you know what I'm talking about. Like, where you're just like, I hate you. Like, just hate. And I remember one time, I was like, Lauren, my sister was like, I hate you so much. Like, you don't even understand. Like, I wish you were dead. I hate you. And I go, Lauren, it's so weird. I, I've i told this before. I'm like, I... Feel I hate you too like i feel the exact same way like i know exactly (laughs) like i get you don't even have to communicate how much you want me to die like i literally want you to die like i hate you so much and it was like brought us together because we both hated each other equally and it almost was like we have so much more in common than we think but it always brings me back to that because i really sensed it in my sister i was like i just realized i was like oh she feels the same way
10: yeah do you ever have that when when you for sure i mean last night what what when you say the apology though last night or the other day with chris did did you get an apology back or were you just okay with giving the apology like that's no i got one back i said yeah
9: i said listen i miss i misspoke i because i did i figured out like what the issue was like i could find some fault i was like i my tone was not good I was kind of looking to bring up a fight that I like I wanted to talk about something that wasn't this, but this was kind of like the spur of it for sure. Like I mm-hmm. I said something like you're right. My tone wasn't good. I misspoke. I repeated back to him what he needed me to understand. And I said, "Do you believe me?" I was like, "I know that's not what you meant. What you meant was this, even though it came off across this way to me. This is what you meant. Do you believe me?" He's like, "I don't know," you know? And I was like, "Well, do you can you see and after he kind like he accepted my apology I said but can you see how your tone and the way you said the thing you said might lead me to get very defensive about this and he was like yes I can see that and so then it was we eventually when things cooled down we both got each we both apologized to each other for how we had acted so I did get that but I had to be the one to do it first and not because yeah. I'm the better person or something. It just happened, you know, you can't both do it at the same time or we'd have to jinx buy me a Coke.
10: <laughs> that's true. And that's and neither tough. of us drink soda. <laughs> well, Diet Coke, maybe. Zivia. But um, Yeah, that, that happens. And we've talked about tone on here before. Like, I have a lot of trouble with it, especially if someone's ha- like, let's say someone's having a bad day. You know, and then the tone is then it shifted towards you, even though it has nothing to do with you. It's so shitty what they're going through that it comes mm-hmm. towards you, and I, I can't help but take it personally. And I don't know how. You can't and then help I it. give,
9: there's and then I give tone back.
10: I give yeah. tone back. You know, um, and I'm like, well, my tone is legitimate because I wasn't the first to have the tone. But you know
9: what I've also <laughs> realized, Andrew, and that you're talking about is like, I, like even this morning, I was a little bit like upset about something and mm-hmm. I'm not going to see him until Sunday and I'm packing to get ready and I'm just trying to like, I'm just being not as cool. you like, I'm just not being warm. And I was like, are you doing this because you want him to ask you what's wrong? Mm. And the answer, or do you, are you doing this yeah. because you really don't want to be close to him right now? And this is just a natural thing. And I was like, I'm doing it. It's a little of both, but it was mainly because I wanted him to kind of notice and Ask me so I can tell him what's on my mind because I just don't want to bring it up and feel like a nag and all those things like I want him to like dig for it so it was like I realized that I sometimes am not helping the situation like sometimes I feel like when this is where and I saw it on love is blind and this is what a trap I think relationships get into he So let's say um, he's in a bad mood and he comes home and I can sense it in him. He's hungry, he's tired, it's whatever. He had a bad day at work. I he i take it so personally because i'm an adult child Same. of an alcoholic i take it personally Same. and then instead <laughs> of being nurturing to him which is what he needs sweet to him which is what he needs because he's had a rough day i take it personally and then i shut down and then i get then i get <laughs> so bitchy and what person is going to feel closer to night. you <laughs> yeah. that if you act bitchy like that's only he's that's just giving him more of what he's dealt with in his day more of what's going on in his head i'm yeah. like adding to it and i see this on love is blind there's this couple if you're watching it they are um uh it's um cole and uh J- J- janab janab i think her name is and it's so interesting because they had sex in the morning cole was trying to be quiet and not wake her up and got out of bed and was like trying to, you know doing his like morning rituals but he was being quiet and she didn't know that I'm guessing she did not know that he knew that 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 she was awake, so she thought he was giving her the silent treatment after they had uh. sex. When all she wanted, to, so then what does she do? Instead of saying, "Why are you giving me the silent treatment?" she starts fucking punishing him because she's like, "I'm not going to be the first to get hurt. I'm going to hurt you before you hurt me." And then he all of a sudden is like. She is being so mean to me. What's going on? Then he's mean back to her. So it's a cycle. It's like someone's yeah. got to break it and just be nice to the other person. And I thought, you know, I was a little bitchy this morning because I didn't get what I needed last night in terms of some, you know some kind of emotional connection. And the truth is he was tired. I came home late. He was like bleary-eyed watching Game of Thrones and I like walked in and turned on the lights and I'm like, I want attention and he didn't give it to me. And so this morning I'm like, I am I really regret how I acted this morning because I was adding to what was probably, he probably, need, I went to therapy and she goes, one of you always needs to be the schmoopy. You know, like one, what she said, oh, one of you needs to be the one that's like the baby and the other needs to be really gentle. And if that baby is in a bad mood, don't respond to it with a bad mood. Don't take it personally. Mm. But it is so yeah. hard not to. It's so hard not to. <sighs> because we just want everyone to like us. That's why we're comedians. Like we want everyone to like us and when they're in a bad mood, we think it's our responsibility when it really has nothing to do with us. People can be in a bad mood despite us, you know?
10: I know, but then what is the answer to, okay, if it's if it has nothing well, to we'll do with us, but Well, we'll find out that answer right yeah. after
9: this break besties. I don't know if you know, but I have a new tour that is happening right now. It's called the Good Girl Tour. It is sweeping the nation, starting out in Iowa this weekend. And then I'm in Reno. I'm in um, California. I have four different cities there. I am in Vermont. I am in Providence, Rhode Island, Memphis, Tennessee, Waterloo, New York, Hershey, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, St. Louis, Albany, Portland, Maine, New York, Hampton, New Hampshire. And then I hit Europe. So those are all the cities I'm going to be reminding you. If you know, Anyone in those cities, let them know. They have a fun night of comedy awaiting them just down the street. You can go to NikkiGlazer.com for tickets. I would love to see you there. As always, there are meet and greets available. If you go alone, I will grant you a free meet and greet. You just have to write me GOING ALONE in all caps, your name and the city in which you're going to see me. Nothing else. You don't even need to write thank you. If you write anything else, it will actually make it so that I don't see the message. But you must start the message with GOING ALONE and don't follow it up with anything because otherwise I won't see it. It's very weird how it works. So thank you so much and I hope I get to meet you and if you don't go alone, meet and greet tickets are available at the merch booth. And I've got some sick merch this time around too. I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to perform for you. I can't wait to meet you. Come on out. Iowa this weekend and California next weekend.
0: Hacks is back for season three and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators, Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart Speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific
1: actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writers' room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts.
11: I'm Stephanie J. Block, and I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks, and we host Stages Podcast close to 100 episodes hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business don't miss our chats with the season's tony nominees if you love theater and entertainment you are going to love stages podcast subscribe to stages podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net
6: smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart. I think like it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like we have fun, but then he would treat me like crap.
7: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.
9: We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today.
4: Now we're talking. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver. So, what was your question, Andrew?
10: What is the answer to we what? Should, we should end every segment with me going, but what is what is the meaning of what? And find out after this. <laughs> <laughs> and why did my dad have an affair? But find what is the answer? This. You said what no, is the no. Answer? What, like what is the answer to go? Okay, be kind. Well, Ah!
9: meet meet their mood with like a hug of like hey what have you be- be are you loving. okay do you want to talk be loving be gentle be treat them okay. like schmoopy they're a baby right. and then I'll sometimes you up. get to be a baby and shmoop. they treat you like one you know like it gets yep. to go back and forth it's really hard right, but I'll, you-
10: I'll try to breathe in the moment and just take a step back and be a schmoop
9: well, it doesn't shmoop come naturally that's it. the shmoop. thing I think we all want like well that's not how I'm feeling so I'm not gonna do it it's like well Sometimes you got to be the better person and and just do a harder thing to see if it gives you different results. If it doesn't, if there's still a piece of shit, then yeah, go in your bad mood. But like try maybe like, gentleness.
10: Do you ever feel like you're like, "Well, I'm tired in a bad mood too." Like I deserve yeah, to be Yeah, sometimes your moods.
8: Angry. Yeah. <laughs> that's
9: what my therapist said she she was like, "It sounds like this fight that we were rehashing in therapy. She goes, "It sounds like this originated from you both being tired." not yeah. feeling like you got enough love for the past few weeks, hadn't seen each other, and you both felt... Exa- I was... you know, The fight we were reliving was... I was right after surgery for me, and he had just come off this bike trip where he's giving all, and then at, he was helping me through surgery. We get into a little tiff, and I'm like, I can't give him love because I can't even talk, and I've just been through surgery and I'm tired. <laughs> he's tired because he's just like gotten me through surgery, so we were both just not yeah. there for each other, and that's where I said, next time that happens, we... Space. We we create space because it's not neither one of us are strong or, you know, awake enough to mm-hmm. be the bigger person and take that do the harder step, which is to be nice to the other person and see what happens. Um,
3: I like but, that man, Thanks it's hard.
10: That, I think that's really helpful for people because I think so but many space, people deal with this. And,
3: and space it's hard, hard to create like, space in a relationship, like, well, especially you, if you live you together. To, I mean right. And you get to Nikki Because for your career, you get to leave for a little bit and come back. And I think that's so helpful or could be so helpful in a relationship for people who don't have that as part of their job.
9: It is. It's a great part of of, of my job is that I get to leave and we get to miss each other. But I, I do think that there is a way to get it because I told Chris, I've told Chris, like when we get to those places again where I can't be nice to you and you can't be nice to me and we're at a stalemate. I will leave. And I don't want you to take that like I'm abandoning you that I won't come back. Like I said this in a neutral tone. Like when we were both like talking about a fight and we were both totally neutral. I was like, you need to know that it, if that happens again, I'm going to leave because it's not going to get better. I'm going to resent you so Like it's going to build... And he sometimes takes me leaving, and I know I've taken his leaving before in getting space, as abandonment. He's breaking up with me. He's going off to start, like, finding a new apartment. He's going off to fig- call a friend and figure out how to break up with me. Like, I take it as you're leaving me. It's abandonment. So I, Yeah, but I think that there's a way to just go, like, I I still love you. I always need that reassurance whenever we're fighting. I'm like, please just put a hand on my leg. Please put a hand on my – hold my hand when you are, you know – expressing how frustrated you are with me just give me something that says i'm not going anywhere but i'm mad at you and i think that's what marriage gives people in a lot of ways is like th- we but i mean you could always get divorced but it gives you that reassurance of like i can't leave like if i do it's gonna take a hell of a lot more <laughs> yeah, but when your boyfriend and call. girlfriend like all yeah. holding a hand a saying i'm gonna step out i will be back You can reach me on the phone, but I just need some time alone. This is, you know, but that's hard to do because. People are so scared of abandonment, and they really get triggered when you leave them, especially in the heat of a moment. I
10: find, like, mini, like, little mini space breaks, even in your own apartment, can be so refreshing. So, like, something as simple as, like, I'll go watch baseball or football in in the living room for, like, four hours. Yeah. And we don't have to be on the same couch. We don't have to be next to each other. But I still love you. You're 20 feet away. But that 20 feet can literally, like... That four hours can really like refresh everything and you start. And I find yes. it very helpful. And it, it yes. sounds like it's nothing, but it really is like, the, you know, that's a reason why guys build man caves and women, you know, fucking whatever you guys do.
8: Yeah, <laughs> we need a pots. little break from yeah. each other. Like,
10: you, need a, you need breaks even if you live together. And it's not because you love them less. It's like, oh, I love you so much that with this. You know, it's like uh, restarting a computer. Like every, you know, I go on walks.
9: He'll go in the bedroom and watch his phone or whatever, and I'll stay out here and play guitar. (laughs) Like we, we take breaks for sure, but it's hard because sometimes I feel I'll say for speak for myself, I feel abandoned when he when he doesn't want to be close to me when we have the time to be close to each other. There's Mm -hmm. like, you would rather be on your phone or watching football or whatever. um, But whenever I express that to him, he usually makes time for me. Like there's so many times where we have been hanging out and we're watching Love is Blind or something and I'll go, what's going on with Vrooms today? I call, I call, I call um, (laughs) Formula One racing Vroom Vrooms
8: just because I'm like, are you
9: watching your Vroom Vrooms? And um, it's just to like infantilize it and uh, I'll go, what's going on with Vrooms lately? And he's like, oh, there's a race right now, but, and I'm like, why aren't you watching it? This is so, that's like if Taylor Swift like dropped a live, uh, like a new album and I was sitting there He will like, you know, put aside these really important things to make quality time with me. And I really appreciate that. But um, I'm totally into him having his own things that he really cares about that he can go do. Like last night I was at the comedy store. I was at the improv. I I did a podcast. I did uh, Tiger. But I can tell you what podcast it was because it went great. And um, but Tiger Belly, which will be out, I I guess, this week. You can find it on YouTube. It's wildly popular. You'll see um, if you haven't. It's a fun podcast with Bobby Lee and his and Kalila. I don't know. His ex girlfriend, right? Ex girlfriend. And we got into some couples counseling. That had to have been very interesting. I'm sure. I can see it. It It's funny because I was like. Asking them about like what really went wrong Because I didn't know what they've covered on the show or not You know this is a couple that's been together for Like a really long time I think he said like eight years or something And they broke up recently they lived together For a while they were sleeping in the same bed for a while They still do this podcast they share A lot together and they're still best friends And so I didn't know What they had covered on the podcast because I wasn't caught up But I started like asking them about it And he's getting into like some good stuff And he's like I mean Hold on people don't want to hear this and I go you are Are so wrong like (laughs) this your listeners are dying for these details like i know i am like this is some interesting you know they went to therapy i was asking about like what they discovered in there essentially um bobby is a comedian that's what we discovered (laughs) that's the issue yeah, yeah he's someone that you know and very much like me needs constant validation and when you're in a relationship that's really hard because we want new validation from new people and new, we want, we are addicted to being liked and being like, what's the next thing I want someone else to be into me. It's not even like we really want to fuck other people or date other people. We just want, we can you know, when you're in a relationship, you don't get validation constantly of how great you are. And so, and we start to crave that if you know, and you know, I did Bobby's like, I went to, I was in New York last week. I did like eight sets. In three days. And I was like, I did 18 last week. I did 18 to 22. I can't, I kind of lost track. And he's like, you get it. I'm like, yes. Like, and, and he was trying to tell me that as, as a comedian, he's not a comedian because or he was, I was like, it's because you didn't, you weren't loved in the way that you could have been as a child. And for you, you seek it out. Like we seek it out on stage every night, like getting these strangers to like us and, you know, immediate validation, all the things we know. And he's like, no, 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 that's not it for me. I just like it because I like, I just, I like performing, I felt, I didn't feel seen as a child, I'm like, yes, yes you do like performing, but you didn't feel seen as a child, you want to feel seen, you want to feel liked and we talked about bombing and he's like I just like, oh, Kalila had read read this text that Bobby had sent after a rough set at the cellar sorry if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear all this but it was something like I just had a really bad set. And she goes, Oh no, what happened with bad crowd? And he goes, they just didn't like me. And I go, see Bobby, they didn't like you. It wasn't like they <laughs> yeah. didn't like my jokes. They didn't like you. It's about being liked. And, um, essentially, but that was, that was kind of what we unearthed was like, and it was funny cause Kalila is dating women too. And I was like, and now that she's, you know, single, she's, she's bisexual. And so, or I don't know how she defines it, but she definitely dates women. And, um, uh, I was like, so, we were talking about like she kind of revealed other comedians comedians have asked her out like bobby's friends have asked her out and like even bobby yes yes
10: okay wow i mean she's
9: gorgeous and cool and not a comedian but gets it like it makes sense so bobby was like and i go would you ever go down that road and she was like oh never 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 and i go out of respect for bobby or because they're comedians she goes Oh, because they're comedians. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it works out that it seems respectful. She didn't say that, but that's kind of like what it implied. She was like, no, I don't want to be dragged through that shit again. Like, and I was trying to get to the root of it. Like, what is the shit? And she was like, female comics are different. I would date a female comic. And I was like, huh? um, yeah. <laughs> um, but. It was an interesting conversation. I, but anyway, so afterwards I went and did some sets and um, and Ben uh, Glebe met up with me and he's going through a thing right now and we were both talking and I was like, Yeah, I just want to sing. And um, he was like, let's do, I was like, can we go do karaoke? Because we'd done that before. And I was like, let's go get a karaoke room and just sing like four songs and then I got to go home because I got an early morning. And he's like, great. He was like, let's just go to karaoke at my house. And I'm like, okay, because he has this whole like comedy <laughs> club in his house. And so we went to the cellar. I ran into Carlisle. We were like, we got Carlisle on board. She's like, after my set, I'll come over. And then it got late and I was like, can we just like sing in the car on the ride home? But it was nice because I wrote Chris and I'm like, can I go do karaoke tonight? And he's sitting at home waiting for me to come home. And he's like, yeah, sure. Do it. Live your life. Like have fun. And it was just so nice to like be, a, be with someone who's not going to like be resentful of that or, you know, on my last night in town, that I want to go sing, he was like, "Nikki needs this." Like he knew, and he, and Ben was talking to me. He's like, he I guess saw me on Raya. I guess my profile is still active on Raya, and <laughs> he was like, "You got to take that down. What if Chris sees it or finds out?" And I'm like, he wouldn't think that I was on. Like he wouldn't care because he would know that it's a glitch. Like I'm not with someone who's like suspicious about me like or just, like thinking i'm going out there and doing things like it just felt safe to go like oh right like most people would go you're on raya but like it's nice to be with someone who just trusts like oh yeah because my account i don't know he still's like your, on,
10: <laughs> your oh, profiles sorry. from kimmel from a month yeah, ago your picture <laughs> has
9: today's newspaper in it what's going on <laughs> i'm like oh yeah I, it was a f- i went to this future exhibit um four years ago (laughs) um I was looking on his his iPad and it it downloaded all his apps like from his phone you know when it just downloads and it had mm-hmm. Tinder on it and I go who is do- you're doing Tinder on your
3: iPad <laughs> or not what Tinder else? but
9: hi- Hinge or whatever and he's like yeah. no it just downloaded from the thing and I go someone downloaded Hinge on their big old iPad <laughs> and he was like no which it- and I was like I trust you I don't care I love uh, it's hilarious to me that your profile's still out there I don't care um, yeah, but yeah it was it was friendster. nice.
10: Yeah. Um, it's what, um, what did you do last night? Did you night? end up singing? Did you end up singing or no? Oh, did yeah. You on the, the car, car ride
9: home, it was funny. We took the car ride home and I go, Ben, what do you need to sing? Cause he's going through a little bit of a, a thing. And, and he yeah. was like, and we, he had this like breakup <laughs> mix on, on Spotify and I was listing songs. He's like, I don't know that one. So we listened to Post Malone's, You Probably Think That You Are Better Now, Better Now. Ben and now. then we also listened to, um, If you lick the way you look so so much. And I was about to get to my first choice of a song, which is going to be Kelly Clarkson's Breakaway, um, because I'm obsessed with this version of her doing it with Sam Smith that was on her show a few weeks ago. And... um, and Ben was like, "Can I just actually read to you this email that I sent her? Like really quick." And I was like, "Okay." So I'm just, I, I was oh. like, "Oh my god, this is such a, a scene in a movie where this girl is like a bad friend, just wants to sing her song."
10: You're like and humming like, it, keep starting it, is yeah, like, yeah, "I'll yeah. spread
9: my wings and up." Wait, sorry, what? okay yeah, yeah i do think i don't think it's bad that you sent that okay good how many pages is this email? How fly. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, he oh my god ben is so funny and then he's like he's been so sad he's been writing poetry and he was like i want you to read my poetry so he handed she me a the bottom dude he wrote like i'm not ben if you're listening which i'm sure you probably are you he wrote like i'm not even kidding you like Eleven pages of poems, and I, I started. I read like a couple, and I hand it back to him, and he goes, "No, keep going. Like read them all." And I'm like, Th- "This is so. In- mean, yeah. They weren't good." But then, then I, I literally read for like seven any minutes. The,
10: do you remember any uh, of the rhymes? Any of the couplets? There
9: was no rhymes, but it was all like it was. Um, they were re- there like really there was really good sing stuff. Leanne
10: rhymes. can we stop this please
9: i was uh but it was just so funny i was like he's such a comedian he's such a little boy like my guy friends i just see them as little boys sometimes where i just go it's so cute like it almost looked like he was because i tried to hand it back to him like two different times and he goes you're almost done you have three more to go
6: smart and intellectual I'm kind of smart I think like it would be fun we have the best conversations like we have fun but then he would treat me like crap
7: listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app Apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts trust me you won't want to miss this one
11: Like, for me, if I was Three. making someone read my poems,
9: right, oh my and they handed it back to me, I would I would grab it back. I don't even like to make people look at a picture of, like, a trip I took. I'm, like, <laughs> instantly, like, oh, you don't want to be bothered by that. And Ben is like, wait, there's, like, two more. And I'm like, I've already oh spent 10 God. minutes reading your poems. I've This is the most poetry I've read in my entire life, by the way. I've never read this much poetry. Uh, and, do you, and you're no you sel- not Shell Silverstein.
10: Yeah, uh, <laughs> do you have any notes? Like, what do you feel? Like, what are you, like... How do you feel about the third like verse? Like, and you're like, dude, I just want to sing. I was just Kelly like Clarkson.
9: I, I loved wanna- it. I love him so much, and I know he's going through it. And it was it made me love him that he is the kind of guy that will ask you to finish reading his poems when you've clearly yeah, lost sure. interest. And it's like a little <laughs> bo- a little kid who's like, Mom, look at my drawing, and you go oh wow the snowman looks like so happy and there's the sun i love it he goes wait what about this part the flower (laughs) and you're like oh that's good too and it's like it just it was little they're all my friends are little boys uh let's go to break and come back with a little bit of news and then a fun game that we'll play because it's wild wednesday all right we're back let's do some news
10: you heard it here first you heard it here first yeah you heard it here first Oh, you heard it here. It's Wednesday, folks. You know what that means? It is Wednesday. Apparently we're having all the swells. Hope you are too out there. All right. Coming back down to Noah over there. Alright, over there, yeah. All right.
3: Thanks, Andrew. Actually this story was <laughs> submitted by Andrew.
8: So he right. be oh, reading yeah. it, but I
3: will. So we've been talking about why women want to have babies. <laughs> And one woman says she had an orgasm during labor and she didn't want it to stop. A 36-year-old woman said she entered the orgasmic state while giving birth to her daughter and she credits prenatal yoga classes with the pleasurable pain-free process.
9: Pain-free. During birth, I surrendered my body and I had a similar sensation to an orgasm. It was really natural to push and the contractions didn't feel as painful. I had this fullness and I didn't want the feeling to stop. Um, that's weird to be in the you know, get delivery room and being like, keep going, keep going, keep going, right, yeah, there, right yeah. there, right there, right there, right there. And your, <laughs> your baby is like emerging. Your baby, the first thing your baby hears is your mom coming.
10: Yeah, it's like, put the baby back in, then back out, then back in. Oh, put the baby foot in. Oh my god, put she the said head it in. was
9: harder than a marathon, and I've run many. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so prenatal yoga classes famously help women prepare for pain-free labor. Um, if you allow birthing hormones to work for you, then a woman can come into a state of bliss or labor land. The pain <laughs> yeah. is then not so intense because the endorphins are flowing and there is no fear. It's said that the endorphins are 10 times stronger than morphine, morphine. if you can get that working for you. Wow.
10: It does okay. help if you have a butt plug too, I heard. Wow, giving birth. <laughs>
9: I think I would kind of like labor and I, I I mean cramps are hell if you give if you have a butt plug in while you give birth is what you're saying?
10: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I just love the idea of like let's fucking do it right. Let's, I don't know the Why idea. Why you go down on
9: me? <laughs> I don't I guess I don't really understand what the pain is when you give birth. Is it the is it the cramping contractions or is it the ripping? And I I, 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 I always it. thought it was I like your
3: your pelvic floor is opening. So it's like your bones oh. are shifting.
9: Oh, God. And your butt, just, uh, like your
10: vagina rips.
9: Yeah, yeah. yeah That's, I mean, it, a, the episiostomy, I think, is what they do when they cut your taint um, and just make it all one. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and I can't believe we do it. <laughs> and I can't believe we've done it for millennia. And we'll continue to do it. Um, yeah, I,
10: How can, I bet, it feels, I bet it feels good. I bet it feels like the
9: most, re- like, Release ever because that's what orgasm is for me, at least. Is like it just feels like I'm finally surrendering to this thing. Like, because I fought off orgasms my whole life, I felt like, like they were just felt like this is I don't know what's going to happen on the other side of this, whatever this like (laughs) boiling like teapot is. I don't, I'd rather just turn down the heat than like see what happens when it starts whistling, you know, like I don't want it to boil over and you know, that was always so scary to me. And I think some. I don't know why more people, why I don't hear that more often. That like having an orgasm is terrifying because you feel like you're gonna shit yourself, you're gonna scream you're gonna say expletives, you're gonna fart, you're gonna like. I just was too scared of everything, and I think that, um, like what she's saying, yeah, you just have to like let go, and it's a really, and it would t- it would feel like the biggest. You know, I loved taking. Like, I like anal because it feels like you're taking a really big shit, which feels really good. It's not like why I like it. I think that shitting actually feels more like anal than anal feels like shitting, if that makes sense. Um, (laughs) Does it make sense? I don't know. But... Uh, yeah, as long as like, a why don't there. men ever? I, I never hear men saying they're scared to come. Like women, I have heard they're like, I don't need to come. It's like too much. It like is too sensitive. Like I have a friend now who's like, it just feels like I'm being tickled like in a bad way. It's just too much sensitivity, and they like don't want to come. Why don't I think it's men never guy, fight it?
10: It's because guys masturbate and come thousands of times before they ever have sex from the ages of 13 No, but I'm talking about even 16. before then.
9: Even when you masturbate. Like I feel like it I also think I think it's because it takes you guys less. It takes less yeah. sensitivity and less, less pressure and less it takes less to make you guys come.
10: And it's not as intense when it happens. So, you're not there's no fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some like, guys are
9: afraid to come too lot fast. More. Yes. Yes, but I think they're but it's not they're not scared of the feeling of coming. You know what I mean? I yeah. dated one guy who would not come, who refused to come. And he, it was really weird. He was always like saving it. Like, I'll do it another time. Like, let's, we'll do it then when it's like, we're going to have this drugs? kind of sex. Like no, antidepressants. Just, and I found out later from talking to therapists and who knows that this is his story, but like when he comes, he feels like that woman now like has a piece of him and that he owes her something that it's like, it's oh. now like, oh. and, and the truth is like, You do like men don't understand this when you like have sex with a woman. She does feel like this closeness for you that you might not feel for her. And there is going to be a kind of an expectation on the other side of that, whether you want to want it or not. A lot of times do you
10: feel though, that it's closer if they have an orgasm, like does that add to it? Maybe.
9: I think that in his mind that made it like that sex to him. That is like, actually like I'm going to, and it's like, yeah, you have the potential to get that person pregnant. So it makes sense that that act would make you feel like I'm going to be locked into this woman forever. And so he would just put it off because I think he knew the inevitable which was when he did eventually come and he did this to me multiple times in our course of our dating that he would get he would change his mind about me as soon as he came. He would go, I this is moving too fast. Literally in bed holding each other after we'd have sex, he would change his mind and and it was something that you know, I just was like, "Oh, I'll never trust this again." Not that he gave me the chance to trust it again, but I was like, "I, I can't." I, yeah, it was, it was so weird. But it happened twice. Where the first time I didn't see it coming, and then the second time I was like, "Are you going to change after this?" And he's like, "I don't <laughs> think so, but maybe." And then yeah. we did it. And then right afterwards, I was like, "How are you feeling?" And he was like, "I just think we rushed this." And I'm like, "Are you fucking <laughs> oh my kidding me?" God. I just
3: flew across the
9: country and changed my life to make this happen. Like it was just so devastating. Uh, when he, but it, when he comes, I- I think he's like, a-
10: "I hate you." <laughs> like it's such a re- yeah. like, such a sad. Like it should be the most like happy joyous moment and it's just right. nothing but sadness not. and despair. Oh, god.
9: It's I mean there it makes sense. I mean, it, I talk about it in my special. It makes sense because it's time to move on to the next woman. You already got this one pregnant. It makes sense why you guys your brains shift that way. No, what's the
3: next news story? <sighs> okay, the next news story. Do you Man guys comes remember my
10: wife is work having baby?
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember who Billy McFarland is?
10: Uh, the singer
3: Blue no McFarlane. it's the man no. behind oh. the infamous fire festival
10: oh, oh yes.
9: yes of course of course well
3: fire
10: apparently
9: What's he
3: up to this week he teased a new project uh he was on tiktok and um of course he, he basically from what sources are saying planning another festival hell yeah you guys Why would interested? anyone go to that I don't know. Why would, would anyone go. trust him again? I would actually
10: want to go to that one. I, I got to I mean maybe, you know, you I go through hard times. I would love you to go
9: be an influencer <laughs> at that one and go and get and you would you would be happy with that meal. I saw that meal. I remember seeing that like bread and cheese and I was like <laughs> yeah. Andrew would probably think this is dynamite. Like you would I'd be like oh, content. VIP
10: over here. Yeah, yeah, that, I would, I would not be upset tent. with that. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. People are so so like thinking they're going to die. It's like you're not you were fine like that guy i knew
9: he'd be up to more that guy is that's the kind of um go-getter attitude that i just don't have that i envy like he is operating from prison making a new festival like i was even walking past stores the other day on the street and i was saying to chris like god opening a store like managing a store and like Opening a store is like I could never do that And he's like I would love to do it I'm like Ugh. you would I I could never When people just like never. love organizing things And putting things together Thank God for those people The world would not run without you But man that is Inventory, tough
10: Inventory get out of here If I have to no. like refill a shelf That shelf would never That would be an empty shelf I don't even like time. girls
9: named Tori <laughs>
10: Dude, do you think uh, the Firefest he'll probably try to do it in, like, I don't know, New Jersey. Like, he's not going to go, he's not going ham again. He's not going to try to do an island.
9: Yeah, I mean, like, this is just ridiculous. I, if anyone trusts him, I just can't, I can't even imagine anyone going to this thing. <laughs> That's enough news. Let's get to the game. Esther Perel.
3: Noah, pick two cards. Set us up for some storytelling. This is so funny because it goes right with what we've been talking about today. Really? And you didn't see the cards when I picked them. No, so, I did not, uh, David Blaine. Yeah. All right,
10: <laughs> we have no well, idea what's going I hope this doesn't go come.
3: wrong. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> All right, so the, Noah. the prompt card is close, share something close to your heart. And the other card is the hardest lesson I've learned about love. The, the hardest lesson I've learned about love. Okay. The
9: hardest lesson I've learned about love is that, I mean that you have to say goodbye to everything. Like at some point, you're not—you're either going to die, or they're going to die, or you're gonna break up, or they're gonna break up with you, or that honeymoon period will end in your relationship, or you will move out of that place that brings you a lot of good memories. Your dog will die. Like in a in a relationship, there are so many d- small deaths and it's like a, it's like uh grieving all the time for just different things of like, Oh, like even this place that I have with Chris right now in Santa Monica, it's like, I'm already sad about moving out of here because we have so many memories here. And I just think, um, I guess like that's the hardest lesson is like, it's, it's, um, yeah, and the more you love someone the more you risk being sad when they're gone. And like every time you add someone to your list of things that you love, whether it's a pet or a person, you're just signing up for pain down the road. You you're you no matter what, people go, "I don't want to I don't want to date again because I I can't handle a breakup. I don't want to go through the pain." It's like even if it works out, there's going to be pain because one of you is going to die. You know, like it's <laughs> it's always going to be pain, no matter if it's, it's successful. So I guess that's the hardest lesson. Hmm. Uh,
10: what hardest lesson about love spoken from the heart? That's that's the thing. Yeah, yeah sure. That
3: actually hurts your heart. heart.
10: Yeah. Um, I think it, the hardest lesson I've ever learned is that the more you give doesn't mean you're going to get more in return. And that's the hardest thing. So like even if you show them so hard that you love them and you're fucking running in the rain for them or crying on their face, whatever, like the more you give doesn't doesn't equal the return value you're going to get. And that's hard because you would think, why not? Why wouldn't that work? I'm giving everything. And sometimes then that's hard. That's a hard lesson to learn. And I feel like everyone learns that once really hard, like really bad.
9: Yeah, there's no that some people just yeah there's some people think that they get broken up with and there's like there's something I can do and it's like no th- whatever they're telling you is the reason they're breaking up with you it's that's not it it's a lot of other things and you're like I'll fix that thing and they go don't bother because there's an, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know it's just yeah. usually not that it's too late no what about you don't you? want the
10: person to like pull out a whole list of oh this is why I'm breaking up with you you know you're just like we don't vibe this way and they're like i can fix and then it's like if you pulled out 35 yeah. things you would kill the person i mean yeah. they would die but anyway, you have yeah, to no. give a
9: reason because people always want a reason when you're breaking up with them and you go well i'll fix that i can fix that i'm so you know and they go
8: you know the saddest thing is when
9: i've had friends who like get like they the guy will cheat on them because the guy just wants out and he wants a reason to get out. Mm -hmm. And so he gets caught cheating or he tells her and because he knows that's a deal breaker. And the girl's like, I'm willing to forgive you. And he's like, oh, come on, hon, no. Like, I'm not gonna... It's over. Like, the guy still has to end it. Like, that's a really... Yeah. And the girls do that to men, too, where it's like... Yeah,
10: it's just funny if that happens and you forgive him, And he's like, actually, that's fourth on my list. You're too forgiving. And he's like, okay, well... Yeah. I,
8: can't.
9: Yeah, I mean, that like, is a problem. Like, you're a pushover. Yeah. People kind of don't like that. Um, but that, that happens a lot. Noah, what about you?
3: <sighs> For, um, I, I think it kind of goes in line with... um what you guys are saying, but, um, the hardest thing that I've learned is that like you have to, and it's kind of cliche. You have to like, let go of your loves. And, um, whenever they come back to you, it's always going to be stronger. Like you have to let people exist on their own for them to be better for the relationship, including myself. So that's, that's kind of the most, yeah, you have
9: to let go. You can't control things as much as you wish you can. And you certainly can't control someone else. And, I've so many of my friends in my girls chat when we talk about our boyfriends or husbands or whatever. It's so much of like I wish he would do this thing. I need to confront him about this, but instead we always get to. I need to get to a place where he can figure it out on his own and think and think that it's his idea that I asked him to change. You know, like that's and that's usually giving a person the space to go, um, just giving them space or give not trying to change them and actually. And saying how you feel as opposed to like, you never do this and being like, it makes me sad that I don't get to, you know, that you don't take out the trash as much like it just bums me out and let them do what do something with your feelings as opposed to you need to take out the trash more, like let them figure out, oh, if I took out the trash, maybe she wouldn't be sad. Like that (laughs) kind of thing. In
3: love, though, to like be able to have a life outside of the relationship because in my past yes. i my relationship was everything we would hang out all day 24 hours do everything together but now wow. i see the advantage of live your own lives go on the yes. tiger belly podcast and then go to karaoke and you know like have your own fun and then you come yes. home and you have something to share and with your And not be in trouble when I get home. Not have yes. like not have it be. I mean, I was worried about that the
9: first couple times I went out to dinner with friends here. And Chris and I had kind of decided, oh, we'll go to dinner together every night that we can. And it was one of the first nights here. And I got asked to go to dinner with some friends. And I didn't feel comfortable inviting Chris because it wasn't my dinner to do that. And I was so scared all the dinner that like I was going to come home and he was going to be kind of in a bad mood. Because even though he said it's fine, like was he fine about it? And I was so glad when I walked in and like the energy was just like, no resentment. So fine. How was dinner? I hope you had fun. Like, oh, what a fucking relief to have someone that allows you to do that. Final thought. Um,
10: It sucks when you have that feeling that you're going to come back and be in trouble and, and then you end up not in trouble and you're like, no, that is how life should be. You shouldn't be in trouble. Like, You like, but I have those same intrusive thoughts of like, I'm fucking up. I'm not, I got to get home. I got to get home. They're going to be pissed. They're going to, and nine out of 10 times, they're never pissed. But every time I go, I'm going to be in trouble. This time's different. Because well, you're they reading into didn't the text
9: it. message and you're like, did they, yeah. is this, there's not an exclamation <laughs> mark, so they're definitely mad about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the tone of this text? And you just think they're going to be mad at you. And like, uh, what, aren't people allowed to be mad at us too? Like, I want that, I want that ability. I want that superpower that some people oh. have where if someone's mad at them, they let, they're just like, okay, be mad at me. And they don't take That's it the- as like, you're a bad person. And I take Chris as when he is mad at me, I think he I jumped to the conclusion he's disgusted with me. He hates me. He doesn't want to be around me. He can't even believe he's ever been in a relationship with me. Because I'm like, if you were mad at me one time and disappointed yeah. in me, let's say he's disappointed, I'm like, he, he'll he never get over this. That's where my mind goes, where I'm like, and he's like, can you please just not go all to those places? But I, it's so hard for me not to, where I just think, anyone who's mad at me I'll never win them over again I'll I've lost it completely I'm okay with like I had a fan write to me the other day and say something that was a little bit like accusatory and like something I did that bummed them out something I said and usually that would spi- make me spiral and I would hold on to it all day but I was just like that person's allowed to be mad at me I don't know like I'm it was something about I said something about my feelings and they were like you're not they said I'm not relatable anymore because my my feelings Aww. that day were not like my I had like you know it's like a, what do they call it um, champagne problems like you know complaining mm-hmm. and I go listen I wish my I, do you want me to lie and say that my feelings are something different than they are like these you know
3: this I don't, this reminds me I might me not of be the, relatable
9: but it's real
3: the heat that yeah. Taylor got f- for the like in the video she went on the scale yes. Yes, what, again,
9: okay, so in her anti-hero video, I meant to address this yesterday. Thank you, Noah, for reminding me. In the anti-hero vi- video, there's this part of the song. And it's all about self-loathing, that that music video, and the um, the song itself. There's a part where she's in the bathroom, and she gets on a scale, and she looks down, and between her feet on the scale, it just says fat instead of a number. And then she looks back up at the mirror, and behind her is her evil self staring at her, being like disappointed, like, you're fat, and people are freaking out because she's obviously through that connotating fat with bad. You know, her, her evil self is disappointed in her for being fat. And Taylor is obviously not fat. So there's a lot of things at play here. When I first saw that, I was like, yo, oh not the best word to use. She could have written the word bad because there would be no indication that she's fat on the scale. When you equate, when you equate fat with bad, which, you know... Taylor's not the first person to do that by the way, so everyone that's getting mad at her about this, do you think Taylor started the 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 global narrative aside <laughs> from a couple little communities in Africa where fat women are like the the you know that's the the
10: uh ideal
9: yeah the ideal body size yeah like Do you think Taylor's the only one that equates fat with bad? She is just highlighting something that society is already telling us. And I get it that she is putting that out there loudly and maybe not helping the fat um, positivity movement, which I absolutely feel like people should be allowed to be fat and not have it be a more something morally wrong with them or like anything shameful like i i think fat shouldn't even be a bad word you're fat and that's fine like you're i i feel the same way about like any of these words that we think are some kind of moral judgment like if you're not fuckable people are like i'm not fuckable like oh my god like that's so mean it's like you're allowed to be things That doesn't mean you're a bad person that, Mm -hmm. you know, but I, I take those words too. I struggle with the word fat. I struggle with feeling and, and, and associating that with like, you're somehow less than I'm not the first person to say that people have come at me about it before. Nikki, you're talking about how you feel fat and you're, you're kind of implying that that's a bad thing. Are you kidding me? Look around us. Do you think the society is... Am am I the first person to say that our society does not treat fat people the same way? And I know it's not helping the narrative of treating fat people better. But again, I think pretending like... Oh, everyone loves fat people now. Everyone's accepting of it is not the move. Not acting blind to the fact that, no, we're still getting inundated with uh, diet culture and being thin. The Kardashians are now sucking all the fat that they put into their bodies out because thin is in again. So Taylor or me or whoever you're coming after about who are struggling with this feeling of uh, being scared of being fat or being fat and feeling like that makes them less... I'm sorry that if you're a fat person and you feel like, wow, you're connotating fat with bad. We can't help that that's how we feel. That's what society has given us. And when you make art like Taylor is making, maybe she made a misstep. I knew it was going to be a misstep. I knew people were going to come after her. But she's just highlighting what society is telling her. She's not saying fat is bad. She's saying that is what how her brain has been warped. So in doing that, she... I bet you anything that's what she would say. I'm not saying fat is bad. I wish I wish that weren't the case. But I feel like that's what society's telling me. And that's what my inner demon on my shoulder is telling me. Does that make sense the distinction between yeah. those two? But I, I also that see why fat sense. people are very upset by that. Because if let's say Taylor wrote, um, I don't know, like Like something I'm struggling like Like saggy jowls And was just like Oh that's the grossest thing ever Like whenever my friends Are insecure about something that I have I take it so personally Because I'm like You're saying that this thing that I have is bad And it's like Yes because We're you think it's bad about yourself. The only reason you're getting upset about feeling like it's bad because you you hear from society that it's bad, Nikki. Like, you already got that message. They're just mm-hmm. highlighting it, and you're putting all your anger at them when really the problem is... Is talking about these things and saying, how ridiculous is it that we think that being fat is bad? What? Because someone eats more food than someone else. When someone might struggle with a food addiction, someone might not be able to exercise as much, someone might have a thyroid condition. Why do we associate that with laziness, with they're bad, with they are unlovable? That is the issue. Why do we associate it with? Don't deny that that's what we do as a, a society. When artists are asked to censor themselves and not say their true feelings, even if their feelings, spit in the face of everything you want to believe about yourself of taylor swift doesn't want fat to equal bad but that's what but that's what it still does it's an honest thought
10: that she has in her head it's an honest thought
9: and we are not going to get past it and we are not i don't think we'll move past towards a fat um a non-fat phobic society i don't think we'll get there unless we call out the fact that it is still rampant And that is not solved because of dove body commercials. Lizzo didn't solve it. Adele didn't solve it. Uh, You know, Ashley Graham didn't solve it. There's, we need so much more than that. And I think just acting like everything's fine now and fat is beautiful and everyone thinks so. I think so. The America thinks so. Like it's okay if you still struggle with connecting those two. Your whole life you've been inundated with fat equals wrong. And it's, we all know that not to be true deep in our core, but Acting like everything's fine now is not the way to address things. It's just not. And I think that that's what cancel culture is. It's like, just, you know, don't talk about rape. You can't make jokes about rape. You can't talk about rape. You can't do it. Like, just pretend it doesn't happen and it'll go away. Because any mention of it is, making someone who's been raped the butt of the joke. is It's like, no, it's not. I'm commenting on something that is currently plaguing our nation and plaguing my thoughts. And I don't think, I don't like rape, but I'm going to talk about it. And I, just because I haven't been raped doesn't give me, uh, you know, doesn't mean I can't talk about it. I think that people just, people are so sad and people are, feel so victimized. And they should because it sucks out there and that they want, they want everyone to shake everyone and just be like, fat is okay. I'm okay, right? Taylor Swift thinks I'm okay. She does think you're okay. What she doesn't think is okay is these thoughts that tell her that fat is not okay. That's what she doesn't think is okay. And that is what she's calling out. Final answer. Okay, now I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> well stay tuned we have one more episode tomorrow thank you for letting me have that little tirade um, I appreciate you all uh, meaning Noah and Andrew and all the listeners and if you disagree with me and have something else to say on the matter maybe I'm getting it wrong maybe there's a blind spot for me please uh, let me know I would love to hear it because I don't think I have it all figured out even though the tone of my voice definitely suggested I did uh, <laughs> alright guys thank you so much for listening don't be cool and
10: Jason <laughs> Williams.
9: Okay. Who's that? Can we just not do Jack?
10: Yeah, he's a basketball player. Okay. Played high school ball with uh I don't care. Moss. Yeah, I'll oh, tell you about it later.
9: Another person I don't know.
10: <laughs> yeah, he's a bit football player. Played basketball with okay, Jason Williams. Okay,
2: enough, enough. Goodbye. I'll let you know. <laughs> Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control?